Hey friends, this is Dana Seymour, your podcast editor, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. You are in for a rare treat today as we open up the Revelation Wellness Podcast vault to bring you one of our most loved interviews. In this episode, Elisa talks with a fantastic pastor and worship artist, Nina Landis, who will be leading worship at Impact May 9th through the 13th at the beautiful Lost Canyon Resort in Williams, Arizona. You'll want to listen in today and get a feel for how Nina has such a heart and passion for spreading the good news of the Lord. And after you do, I know you're not going to want to miss seeing her and being a part of Impact in May. It is unlike any other retreat you've ever experienced before. The deadline for early bird registration ends Saturday, March 26th, which includes a $100 discount. Come and spend five days and four nights with us and experience the transformation and freedom that happens when we gather together, train our hope, and move in God's love. The registration link is in the show notes. Go and get signed up today. We hope you enjoy today's show. Be blessed. Peace. Okay, Revelation Wellness Community. Oh, this is an easy one today. This feels like getting to finally meet a pen pal across the world. Uh, today, I'm introducing you to a friend, and I really, really, truly mean that. Um, Nina Landis. I know some of you might be like, Nina who? Which makes me so excited to introduce you to her because you need to know Nina Landis is an unsung worshiper of Christ. I just feel that. So um, I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we'll give a little context to how this all came to be. But you, heard, you probably heard in the intro, I teased you guys in the intros of who Nina Landis is. So if you you know, you're excited. And if you don't know, you're about to really get excited over Nina. <laughs> so Nina, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Tell us, tell yeah. the listeners a little about a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh, I'm so stoked to be doing this with you today. My heart feels like it's going to bust a little bit, so but um, I, my name is Nina and I, um, I don't, this is so funny. I, you feel like you should have like this specific thing that you say about yourself and I don't actually have that, it's okay. <laughs> but I just, I really, really love Jesus, like more Amen. than anything in the whole world. And, um, and my husband and I uh, have been in full-time ministry together for uh, 18 years, and um, we have four beautiful babies. We actually have seven. We have three in heaven. We have four with mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and um, we are uh, pastors and worship leaders, and we our heart is really to... Um, call and champion and lead the body uh, of Christ into the deep places of his heart. Yeah. And whatever that looks like, however that looks. So we do that in all kinds of ways. You know, we lead worship conferences, we write music, we, um, we preach, we teach, we do team building, we, um, we counsel and pastor. Uh, and really kind of the, the biggest thing that we do is we just really love people right where they are just how they are um all the way into his heart as far as we can get him (laughs) so so good we do I think when I think of Nina you guys I just think of someone who is like you take worship like that's it I'll just I'm gonna be a worshiper I'm gonna be a worshiper and worship I love this I think it's Jeremy Riddle used the definition is worship is whatever would please God's heart 
Mm. Like, oh, that'll <laughs> simplify it, right? Like, oh, I think it would please God's heart if I went and painted this person's house. I think it would please God's yes. heart if I mowed the lawn. I think it would please like this whole, and it's not a duty. Like, and I watched that in Nina and you don't have a dutiful bone in you. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure you do. We all have those moments, <laughs> right? I'm not, you're not, you're not Jesus, but that you delight, you really delight yourself in the Lord and he gives you desires that then you go, okay, I'll, I'll go do that. So Nina, back up, you guys, I, I teased it in the intro, but Nina's voice came across my ears and penetrated my heart in a time. And some of you know my story, a lot of you know the story of uh, when I first started following Jesus and doing all this, like really giving in my heart, how much I lost, like people turned against me, the shunning of some of my uh, fellow people in fitness, friends, family, like everything was losing away, falling away. And even my own husband, not being a support of this really weird idea that I had. And, um, I had a few close friends that, and that's all you need guys you need a few close friends that love Jesus, like really purely go after him. And I had uh, one in particular that gave me said, you need to listen to this this CD, like this, I think it was a CD, Nina Landis. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and those, you know, the song battle cry and all, oh, oh man, I also love the song. What are you waiting? What are we waiting for is another, like just anthem of worship. Like it was the first time Nina, your voice, maybe yours, then Rita Springer was maybe the next ah, one. Yeah. Cause I knew. Yeah. I'm a baby Christian <laughs> in the two like, thousands. Rita. Yeah. Like sit down and you're in a fallout. Rita's at the piano, but it's the same. <laughs> Nina has that same permeating, like you are clearly just following the spirit and he comes after us. So your voice is one of the first, then Rita Springer, but I, it, it formed me. It formed me when nothing else could, could really get after and penetrate my heart. So she was a, you were, go back to that time. Can you take me back? I mean, let's go all the way back. Like how long have you loved Jesus? Oh my goodness. Um, okay. Well, I was actually raised in a Christian home. Okay. My parents were first generation believers and, um, but I didn't really encounter the Lord until I was, um, 17, 18 years old. Okay. And I ended up, um, dropping out of college, which was not my parents' favorite thing, um, really? and moving to this little town called Grandview, Missouri in the middle mm -hmm. of, uh, in the middle of Missouri. And, uh, mm -hmm. there were four double wide trailers hodgepodge together mm -hmm. and I, and lumpy green AstroTurf carpet and orange plastic chairs and really mm -hmm. terrible sound. But there was this company of, 20 year olds, 18, 19, 20 year olds that were dedicating their lives to sitting in the presence of the Lord day and night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just to adore him oh. and talk to him and agree with him. And I got so um, overwhelmed. It was like, honestly, everything in my life had sort of been leading up to that point in the wisdom of the father, you know, just sort mm -hmm. of pushing me, propelling me into this moment. And mm -hmm. I encountered, um, the Holy spirit in that room in such a profound way. Um, and it changed me and I ended up moving to Kansas city and, um, giving the next year and a half of my life to full-time worship and prayer, 50 hours a week in the prayer room. 
Um, so is this IHOP? Is this International yeah. House of Prayer? That's so is that yeah. when it just started? Like that's the beginning. Yeah. 2000. Um, it hadn't even gone 24 seven yet when I joined staff. Um, and I was on the night watch and just, oh. I learned how to, I learned the rigor, I think of, of really abiding in that place and yeah how to sit with God through the chaos of our own minds and through um, mm. the wrestles mm. of our own flesh and mm -hmm. just really enjoy him and be enjoyed by him. That makes me cry when I talk about it, because that is probably the most definitive thing about me is that I know that God really likes me <laughs> and I really love him. Um, and so that was really where that was born and birthed, uh, was in that, in that little, those four double wide trailers <laughs> <laughs> with really bad sound and a bunch of like weird hippie 20 year olds that were like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give my life to this. And, um, Goodness. and so, yeah, I did that. And then we ended up moving, um, well, not we, I moved to Phoenix, Arizona to plant another house of prayer. And, um, I just, uh, I ended up through a series of events over the course of a year, meeting this really cute guy <laughs> on a worship team oh, Enter Ryan, <laughs> enter my husband of almost 18 years. And yeah. uh, we, uh, yeah, we fell in love and got married and, uh, so yeah, how, how did then music enter, like recording that album? Yeah, so we actually, um, music has always been a part of my life. Um, mm -hmm. My parents joke that I came out of the womb singing. Um, I would make up songs as a little girl, um, three, four years old, I would just sing. And um, when I was 11 years old, actually, yeah, a yeah. worship leader at a church we were attending invited me to come sing with him on the worship team. And um, I I was this little tiny thing. You know, he jokes about how you could only hear a voice and see a microphone cord, like you couldn't mm. the actual person. <laughs> and he just began to really celebrate um, kind of my design um, yeah. as a worshiper and just sort yeah. of call that out and, and really gave a lot of permission to fail. Um, like you can't mess this up. Like just yes. let some sound come out of your right. mouth. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so we ended up parting ways, you know, and we got reconnected, um, when I was 17 and I was actually in a really dark place, um, mm. had experienced some really intense trauma mm. and, um, mm. I was not loving God well or walking with him in a holy way at all. <laughs> this was before, this was before 24 seven. Yeah. Before okay. 24 seven. And so okay. this worship leader, um, start asked me to st start showing up to sing with him again. And I said, mm. don't want me on that stage. Like, Ooh, mm. this is not, I'm not, I'm not your front runner girl right now. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, I absolutely do want you on the stage with me. And, awesome. um, and so we, we just, he just began to really call that out of me. And then he's the one who, who drove me out to, um, 
the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. And he wow. said, you prayed for this. This is your design. And I want to show you that there's more people out there like you. And wow. He took me and I met Mike. And um, Mike told me that he looked me in the eyes and said, your name means intercessor. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, Hannah, Hannah, my name's a derivative of Hannah. And he said, Hannah changed the world with her prayers. Mm. And he, you're going to change the world with your mm. prayer. Mm. And mm. Um, I knew in that moment that like I had found my tribe, I found my people. And so um, I moved to Kansas City. And so then what ended up happening is, you know, when you sink 50 hours a week in a prayer room, you develop your you're pretty good. <laughs> And so a natural result, honestly, of singing the scriptures, of sitting with God and adoring him, of beholding him, spending hours a day in prayer, a natural result of that is just, you know, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You just start writing and and songs come out all the time because it is your heart is just overflowing with the beauty of God and you have to sing about it. Like there is no other option. And so I began writing, um, by the time Ryan and I met, I had already written somewhere close to a hundred songs. Um, many of which have still never been heard and except by him and that's Mm -hmm. fine with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and so Ryan actually helped me record my first little EP in this garage in Arizona. No way. <laughs> yes. And um, we just were doing it for some friends uh, in in Arkansas, actually. And I just wanted to have some music that they could listen to. And so we did this goofy little garage recording that actually turned out so sweet and there were three songs on it that I wrote and um and that was the beginning of actually recording our music and so then in um 2007 um some people approached us really beautiful friends of ours and um they said we want to invest in your album how much does it cost we want you to record uh, Mm -hmm. an actual album and so they they donated a, a large amount of money for us to be able to record and we we by this point had connections with musicians all over mm. the United States and even internationally and so we we just kind of connected with them and we we did some of our recording in Michigan and some in Kansas City and some in Arizona and kind of just all over the place and we so at that point did you think I, maybe God's calling me into full-time ministries. I'm going to be a singer. Like that's, we're going to do a band. We're going to do music. That's what we're do. like, was there ever this, cause it would be really tempting, right? Cause people are responding and you're, I think you're enjoying it. Like what was there? I'm going to go this way. And then you went another way or did that just desire fall off you? You know, I think that, I think that everyone, especially in our culture in America, everyone that has a gifting in any arena, we mm-hmm. like immediately as humans try to like monetize it. Wow. <laughs> so like, oh, how can we make money on this? <laughs> so, um, I think that, you know, definitely for a long time, we were figuring out like, can we like do this as a living? Um, yeah. But, you know, in the true 
the true nature and beauty of God is that he is, he is after our heart and he's going to get it all. And he's Mm. not going to stop until he has it. Mm. And so the reality is you can't love God and love money. And so um, I'm so, so grateful because the journey that the Lord has taken us on, you know, you said earlier, um, Nina is an unsung worshiper mm-hmm. and we have been really hidden, um, for most of my adult life. And yeah. it has actually become one of the most precious things to me because he's gotten so much of my heart on that journey. And, and when, as you get older, you know, and you spend more time with him, you realize like, I actually didn't want that other stuff. I actually really just want you. And so that has fallen off of us in a really liberating way. And he is, uh, we had a guy say to us, you know, right after we released our first album, Fly, um, we had ordered like, I don't know, 40,000 copies of it printed, thinking it was just going to like explode, you know. And, um, and it wasn't exploding. (laughs) We were just still kind of these like hidden little people. And it was so funny because like, we knew all the right people, we were connected to all the right people. And everyone was always telling us like, oh, this is, this is going to blow up. This is going to blow up. It's going to blow up. But it just didn't. And I was in, I was listening to Dan McCollum actually, um, and he has incredible teachings about like sound and how it impacts the body. And mm-hmm. um, I was sitting at the very back of a church in the back row and just really wrestling through some identity stuff over this mm. album release. Mm-hmm. And Dan McCollum stopped preaching and he walked all the way back to that back row. And he pointed his finger at me and he said, do not let the marketplace determine the value of what was birthed in the secret place. And that marked my life. And that became a, a marker for me that no matter what the world that is extremely fickle, no matter how they responded to my sound or my gift or my songs, that I was birthing them in a place of fellowship and relationship before a God who hears yeah. and a God who sees yeah. that the value of those songs would never be determined That's by right. what the marketplace says, That's but right. they would always be determined by a, a bridegroom King that was attentive to the sound of my voice. And so that is really where we live, we live in that place of just um, loving him when nobody's watching. And if the whole world's watching, that's fine. But I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Nina. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think for everyone who listens and you spend a lot of hours thinking about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink and all those things that we just got put, put in our very holy, beautiful, delightful place that is about, it's about him. And this is why it's that seek first, seek him 
adore him, delight in him. He'll give you whatever it is, but man, do we get so caught in the marketplace of all, all the things that we see. So now I know why you don't have technology too much. <laughs> and I can't say I blame you. I can't say, honestly, there's a part of me that today I had a friend of mine who's an author and she's like, she's been asking me to come on and then someone of kind of a, a bigger name author could come on. And so then she asked if I would move back. I'm like, yep, I'm, you know, I'm like, yep, you're sure. And so it's been back and forth, back and forth. And then, then she finally goes, the person canceled again. She's like, I'm just so over this. I'm so like, I'm ready to throw it all in. I said, you know, some days I wonder if I could just throw it all away, move to a cave, write my books <laughs> and just send them out by carrier pigeon. And maybe someone will read it. Maybe not, but I'm just like the, the, the game in a way, or the, the speed at which, and the yeah. things we do, like it's something to be questioned all the time and not in a condemning way, but in a, is my heart free? Do I really, what's my motive? Always. What's my motive. So you have clearly come to of your motive in life is just purely worship, simple, like come or go everything else. (laughs) All of it at his feet, all of it. Okay. So now that's where the music thing. So then the music thing kind of fades off a bit, like just you know, falls I off mean, you. We are worship leaders and we love music as an expression of worship. And so if I invited you to come to Revelation Wellness Retreat <laughs> and sing. Yeah, I'd have to sing my guts out. <laughs> Everyone, did you? Producers, did you hear that? We have it on tape. Oh my gosh. That. Um, just knock me over with a feather, but, but that's really kind of what you're doing then. Like just, you go. Yeah. So we actually, we, we've been, um, pastors on staff and, um, we were, you know, I would say we're worshipers first and, mm-hmm. and pastoring sort of, um, overflows out of that. You know, when you sit with the Lord for lots of hours, yeah. then you start, feeling what he feels and caring about what he cares about and he cares about people yeah and um and so (laughs) so we care about people a lot Mm -hmm. and um and so for us you know we we've been pastors on staff with multiple churches we've we've run with the big names we've stood on the big stages um Mm -hmm. you know but we at the end of the day, it's about loving God really well with our lives in every aspect. So are we loving God really well with the way we treat our kids? Are we, are we loving God really well with the way we treat each other? Are we loving God really well with the way we treat other people? You know, the, yeah. the no names and the, yeah. and the big names, it doesn't, yeah. it, it shouldn't be different. Um, and so we just began, my husband and I actually, uh, after being on staff for seven years in the, in the Bay area at Convergence House of Prayer, um, it's Convergence Church now, the Lord sort of transitioned us into what we in the ministry world call full-time itinerating. Um, mm-hmm. And so we started traveling full-time as our occupation in the context of ministry. And so that that was a whole array of things, but primarily what it was, was worship leading 
for conferences and big events. Okay. Um, and then also doing some team building and some pastoral care with different worship teams um, in different churches around the nation and internationally. And so we did that full time for, for five years. And in that season is when our hearts really began to sort of mull over the idea of the missional nomads, which I know that was something we were going to talk about. Yeah. No, yeah. We definitely want to get there, but this I want, I'm following. I'm just like, Nina, tell me your story. (laughs) (laughs) And so we just, um, yeah, we, we saw that there was this deficit kind of in the body of Christ, you know, when you're running with the church in the body and you're, you're seeing behind all the curtains of all the big hoopla that we do. And like, honestly, I'm not bashing it. Like I, I really genuinely believe that, that most of the people that are spinning their wheels real fast to try and do the big things are, it's because they really love God and they want to do something really great for him. (laughs) Um, But we saw this sort of like, repeated broken pattern um Mm -hmm. would come in for a conference Mm -hmm. we'd be in the green room Mm -hmm. and the senior leader of that conference inevitably would have a a quiet moment with us in the green room and and before you know it I don't know you know if it's just the nature of who Ryan and I are we we want to be a safe place for people so you pretty much can't say anything that shocks us or makes us go like oh I can't believe right Um, and so we end up being the sounding board for, for a lot of pastors and their, their sort of hidden ache and their hidden wrestle. And, um, but it was so hard because we'd have, you know, this bomb dropped and our hearts would be bleeding for this leader and want to come alongside them and support them and, and encourage them and, and just be the body of Christ to them in a real way. And yet we have to get on a plane and fly out the next morning. Yeah. And I thought this is not working. Like there's gotta be another way that we could linger with them Mm. and love them well and, and really help hold their arms up for a season so they can catch their breath and heal. And so I just started exploring that with the Lord. And, um, and then one thing led to another because Ryan and I, we know that we're accountable to the Lord for our family first. Yeah. And so in the ministry world, there's a lot of pressure um, to perform. Totally. (laughs) Um, And uh, it is often at the expense of family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because Ryan and I do it together, it could be profoundly expensive for my Mm. children. Mm. Um, and so we determined that we were not going to sacrifice our children on that altar and yeah. that we were going to stand before God accountable for their hearts first. Yeah. And, um, and so yeah. our kids have access to us. If I'm Amen. preaching or leading worship, they will, you will see them come up on stage, um, and interrupt me, put their hand yeah. on my leg, tell me, mom, you know, my, my brother took my marker. Right. <laughs> you, know? Right. Right. you know, um, and yeah. that is, that is the way we determined to lead. And, and it makes yeah. a lot of ministries really uncomfortable. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> because it's very messy. Doesn't fit the protocol. Um, mm-hmm. No. And mm-hmm. I still remember, you know, this one time we were leading worship at this big event. It was a big conference and we were the worship leaders and, and the main speaker, um, was, was getting ready to get back on stage. And I, I went to the green room to check on my kids. Um, and they had a babysitter and they were in the green room and, and it was a, it was a knockdown drag out, you know, it was like world war three. My children were all about to kill each other. Uh-huh. Um, gang wars, gang yeah, wars, yeah. picking teams, colors. Yes. <laughs> and I've got about like, you know, 15 minutes maybe to like mom this into order. And I'm trying to like have the conversation, connect with the eyes, you know, connect with the heart, find out what's going on, um, lead them in the way they should go. And um, the door busts open and the manager of the event says, you know, the main speaker is on stage and he's asking for you. And Mm. I, I like had this moment (laughs) where I had an, an option. Like I could jump to the demand Come of on. the ministry yeah. or I could respond in the present to my primary ministry. Mm. And mm. I said, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> and I remember the look on their face was like, what? what? Like, you you come now. That? Yeah. And I was like, my, my children need me right now. And, 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 you know, and, and the Holy Spirit still came and the power of God still was poured out. Turns out, didn't come just through Nina. Hmm. (laughs) It turns Mm -hmm. out I can Mm -hmm. calm my children in the green room and And the Holy Spirit will come up in the main room. (laughs) And so, um, so that's really, I mean, like what we, we do as a family, we, we love God together and it's messy and it's unconventional. Um, and it can look all kinds of ways, but oh, good the- you guys. And this is so officially your uh, ministry is called uh, missional nomads, the missional nomads. The missional right? nomads. Yeah. Um, and you guys can follow on or go see their website, missionalnomads.com. And so my next question is, how do you support yourself? How, how does, what's the sustaining, you know, you, you travel around, like, how do you make the living and put the food on the table and do all that? Yeah. So this season was a huge faith jump for us. Um, it was really scary. So we sold everything. We were in a 1500 square foot home on three acres in Northern California. Um, we didn't own it. We just rented it. Um, but we, we purged and sold and gave, uh, we gave a ton of our stuff to a missionary family. We like furnished a home for them. Um, and we narrowed it all down to this 280 square foot fifth wheel that we pull behind a truck. And, and the point was, I want to provide stability and consistency for my family while still being available to linger and love and support pastors and ministry leaders across the nation. So how can I do both? And, and the answer that that I felt like the Lord gave us was you're going to bring your home with you. Wow. And so, so they have their bed to sleep in every night. They have their toys every night. They have mama's cooking available at all times. They have, they have those things um, consistently. And I homeschool them. 
So what we did when we launched Missional Nomads, one of the primary ways we funded the initial launch was we sold everything. Okay. <laughs> on our own. Um, and that's what we used to actually renovate the RV and um, get the vehicle that we needed to get on the road. And then we invited the body of Christ to uh-huh. send us missionally yeah. to the pastors and leaders yeah. Um, yeah. across the nation. And yeah. so... Yeah. We are missionaries, really. That's how we're, we're raising yeah. financial support from the body to send us to the body. So we have, we've raised about a quarter of our monthly partnership that we need to keep us on the road. Um, but we are, you know, moving in that direction and so trusting God. <laughs> you've raised a quarter, but you're still needing three quarters. Yes. And where does that three um, quarters come from? I'm just, um, yeah, well, right now it's just, it's, it's a real faith walk. So we've gosh. been, we've been on, on the road per se, um, for about five months full time living mm-hmm. in the RV, but we had a whole series of things go wrong when we kicked off from California. And so we actually are currently hunkered down in a hay field in Northwest (laughs) Arkansas, where my parents, uh, my parents own some land. And so we've been sort of regrouping here, doing some repairs on vehicles, um, and, and support raising and just, and, and trusting and waiting for the Lord to, to fully fund the vision that he, he called us to. So we're, um, we're hoping to hit the road again, uh, starting in September and, Mm -hmm. and, and be on the road for the next five to six months, uh, full time. But we do have to up our monthly support. We got to get some, okay. Revelation wellness. Oh, you guys. No, I'm standing. They are good. My, this community, they understand that nothing Uh, is to hold on them and especially their money. It's no different than food or anything else. If anything holds us back, we are not free. And when we hear a need and I had a, I had a feeling it's, Interesting, Nina, that you're on the show today and you're going to air really fast. You're airing faster than we would have otherwise. And I was praying with the Lord this morning, just talking you know, to him about meeting with you. And I, this is the reason why I didn't know this. I didn't know we would go that way, but I want people to know that this, I want like, I, that was going to be my question. How do you sustain yourself? You, the body of Christ sends you. Well, hello, body of Christ, revelation wellness. We are literally the body of Christ. We exercise as the body. We move in our body so that we can be active and about our father's business. And I think your business of being a missional nomad is brilliant and beautiful. And I might just pack it all up and do the same. <laughs> Come like on. Like I said, I'm on the road. Oh my gosh. I always say prophet Biggie Smalls had it right. More money, more problems. Goodness gracious. Um, so, so you guys really do revelation wellness, family, friends, followers. I mean, if you, if you, if you felt the Holy spirit, I know that the spirit is leading this family and I stand behind that. We just want to support what God is doing as he moves through this family. And so you have four kids in a 280 (laughs) square feet. Yes. I can't even, I think that's the size of this room. (laughs) Probably, probably. Yeah. So the, the deal is you got to be so minimalist. Like 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You you put the minimalist to shame. You know, that is, it is actually so liberating though. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you. I, I never could have guessed how liberating it was going to feel to simplify our lives so profoundly. Um, and I mean, granted, don't get me wrong. There's a whole like refining process involved where you're like dying a slow death. (laughs) (laughs) And I have shed plenty of tears over like, I miss my garden and I, um, and I really just want to be able to hang my clothes up and not have them like scrunch on the bottom. (laughs) Uh Uh So little things that are just silly, you know, but we, it's honestly all been this incredible journey of giving him more of myself. I mean, there's like, there's parts of me that he could have never touched um, because they wouldn't have been exposed. Yeah. And when you simplify with six people in 280 square feet and you like, you are forced to go, Oh, there's some more of my like ugly flesh rearing Mm. head. And Mm -hmm. I can lay that on the altar too. And Mm. And so it is just, I mean, the deep breaths and the I surrenders mm. are, um, are ever present <laughs> throughout the but, day, uh, but he is, I mean, I'm so grateful. I just feel so grateful, honestly, um, Love it. what it's exposing and what he, uh, is putting his finger on in all of our lives and, and knitting us together as a family in a way that is really precious and unique, um, how old are your kids? I have an almost 13 year old, uh, a 10 year old, mm-hmm. a seven year old this week. Oh, um, he'll turn seven this week. And then a three year old, my youngest. And yeah. how, do they enjoy life on the road? You know what? They are adventurers by nature. You, someone mm-hmm. told me years ago, they said that God, that God um, doesn't set children in families and then call the parents to something that the children aren't called to. That's such a, yeah, they're all called. The whole family gets yeah. called. Yeah. And yeah. so it, that is really evident. My kids are, they're adventurers and they, um, they love to explore. And I mean, obviously there's, they've had to give up a lot. They, mm. they had to, we, we purged their toys way down and mm. they only got to take a quarter of their Legos on the rig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, man. um, but they, I think it's been really fun to watch actually their realization that, um, they don't need so much stuff yeah. to, to really find joy and creativity and fun and relationship. And so that's wow. been really cool to watch. Okay. I have one more thing, one more area I wanted to talk about, and that's a little bit of your journey with your own health. Yes. Share a little bit of that with you. Wow. With the listeners. I'm like, I can't even I'm like, whoop, you said it. And then I just was like, I'm going to cry. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, actually I, you know, for somebody who has, I'm like about it, like lay it all at his feet. Like I'm about it. <laughs> There's this compartment, you know, I think that, that I'm realizing not just me, but many women sort of just set this compartment of our body aside and we give him everything except that. Mm. And, um, and I had never 
really wrestled with it um, until a year, a little over a year ago, we literally to the day that we launched the Missional Nomads um, online. So we sort of we launched the video. We let people know what we were going to do. We jumped off the cliff. Mm-hmm. And um, that day I felt re- weird. Something was wrong with my mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I called a nurse friend. Uh, we took my blood pressure mm-hmm. and it was scary. It was like heart attack zone mm-hmm. through the roof. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, long story short, I ended up getting put on a blood pressure medicine mm-hmm. um, for hypertension I was in a really scary place, like, uh, like they didn't want me to die kind of Mm. scary place and, um, and stuff didn't, it wasn't adding up on paper, like everything on paper, I should be very healthy. I'm very Mm. active and I eat really, you know, good and I Mm -hmm. nourish my body. Mm. Um, but my blood pressure was just not okay. And so, um, I gained 30 pounds in, um, in about six months, seven months, Mm -hmm. the blood pressure medicine Mm -hmm. and in the blood pressure world, that's like, um, that's like the worst thing you can do is put weight on your body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It makes it hard. Mm -hmm. And so for the first time in my life, I was in this like spinny, spirally, Mm. restful, obsessive, like Mm. I am doing all the right things and Mm. nothing is working. And I was working out five, six days a week for an Mm. hour a day, pushing Mm. my body really hard. Mm. I'm super tenacious by nature. Mm. And I, I was, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to win. Like, (laughs) not how it's going to be. I'm going to win. I'm going to beat this. Yeah. And then literally the more that I did, the worse Worse. I got. And I actually, okay, now, okay. I actually, you tagged me in a video with my song playing in one of your workouts. Yeah. And so I clicked on you. I watched it and I just started weeping. Oh, wow. I had never seen someone worship God with their body and there was no disconnect for you. It was like this clear, like offering of worship Yeah, and it was not cloudy or misordered. Like Mm -hmm. you, you weren't putting your, your body above adoration. Yeah. You were using, using your body it. to adore. Mm-hmm. And and I actually messaged you, I think, a yeah. writer at that time because I was so moved by it, but it provoked me. Like I get like Lord, the Lord puts bait out for me all the time. And then he knows that I'm gonna be like, what is that? Like <laughs> I'm gonna figure out what that is. And so really? it started this journey for me, Elisa, and it it just began to dismantle some real striving around my body. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and just yeah. some disconnect yeah. from, from this part that I wasn't giving him. And, um, and I'm still in it. I'm like yeah. in the thick of that, that mm-hmm. whole dismantling. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, 
my body, um, I backed off. Like you, yes. I remember then you did that 20, it was a 21 day, I think walking, walking prayer, mm-hmm. prayer. And, and I did that with you guys. And I, I, for me, because I'm so tenacious, I'm like, go big or go home. Like that's my, I just naturally am over the top when I yeah. go after something I'm like all in 150%, yeah. but I was hurting myself. Yes. Um, and so it forced me to like, just sort of, whoo, like, hold on, let's yeah. just like honor. Yeah. And then on in May for my birthday, I don't even know if you know this, so significant. You messaged me a birthday message and you said, you are a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just really had to repent. Yeah. I wasn't, um, I wasn't honoring what he made yeah. and I wasn't blessing it. I was cursing it. Yeah. Well, and that sentence had so much conviction on it. And I just really went to the Lord and I needed him to forgive me for how much I had been not blessing my body. And so that started uh, in May. That was in May. And so for the last several months, I have just been got stuff written on I have that phrase you are a good idea written on my mirror yeah and um fearfully and wonderfully made is another and and I've really been blessing my body more Mm. out loud with my mouth Mm. and telling Mm. it it's good and strong and I'm proud of it yes (laughs) Yes. And, um, it is really healing me. Yeah. Um, so I, this is crazy, but I am, I mean, I've done a lot of research. I'm a researcher. <laughs> I will read things. I stay up till like three in the morning all the time reading all the things. Um, but I've researched, uh, a lot, but the combination of doing some herbal supplements yeah. and, um, and some diet changes yeah. and, and just backing off a little yeah. bit yeah. and, and being kinder to my yes. body and, and blessing it. I am off my blood pressure medicine. Praise Jesus. Thank you, father. I am. I have a normal blood pressure right now. I, yeah. it is reading completely normal all yeah. the time, healthy yeah. and normal. Um, and I can feel my body healing like yeah. really genuinely deeply healing and mm-hmm. and so for me that that honestly your that song tag and watching you love him with with your body and then that phrase and then you recommended that book by Jess Connolly Jess Connolly oh my gosh right and mm-hmm. i have just been letting the lord change that whole compartment yeah my body and it is it's a deep beautiful new way to love him yes (laughs) it's great (laughs) (laughs) will you 
be my best friend. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can do that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm already like, my gosh, I have, this, I have all these dreams and visions of my life, like knowing Nina now. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. We're for sake of time, you guys, we're going to get Nina back. You're coming back. We're going to oh. get you back. Go and do, we're going to send you for a while. You just be our missional nomad and tell us what's going on out there. Next time we can talk more about what you see in you know, the church and the celebrations and maybe the struggles. Cause I think we so don't get it. We, yeah. we we're so, um, you know, just like numb to the real struggle of our leadership and how to pray for our leaders and how to yeah. be the body of Christ and not elevate our leaders to this level of they can be easily elevated to and all the things. So yeah. you go out there and we're going to send you and then you come back and give us an update. Is that a deal? Love that. Let's do it. We will do that. You'll be like our Lisa Ling. <laughs> you know who that is? <laughs> She's like, no, she doesn't have TV. It's like a <laughs> ABC, like a news reporter that goes out and comes back and does all the okay. documentaries and things and tells you what's going on. You'll, you can, you can Google. Um, <laughs> So crazy. Oh man, I have so many other questions, but listen, one thing you won't see my writing. I, I take notes as, as I interview people and things that stick out to me, but here's, I've never written this on my note cards before. And you probably won't be able to see my writing or see what it says. Crud. What's that say? Wait, Did you have a column. No, I can't see the other one. It, it just says ruined. Oh, ruined. You marvelously ruined us today. Like ruined. I won't be the same after this podcast. And that's why I'm like, I, I'm in your corner and Ryan and your whole four children in 280 square feet. God bless them. Lord <laughs> bless them abundantly. And yeah. So everyone, you're going to go to low, uh, the missional nomads.com themissionalnomads.com um, and you're going to read her story and I'm going to keep her in front of your face. So she's not going anywhere and you can find her on Instagram at Nina Landis, but we also know let's, she's not going to be on Instagram a lot, right? You, <laughs> it's true. In the middle of a hayfield, everyone. I am, uh, I'm trying, you know, just for the sake of connection, I, I try to be consistent there. Um, that's no probably where you'll see me the most consistent in the social media world. But and I have to tell you one more thing, Elisa. Okay, what? So sorry, I have to tell you. I've started writing a song, actually. Um, it's not finished yet. But when it is, um, it was totally inspired by you guys and Revelation mm -hmm. Wellness and this journey that I've been on with the Lord, just sort of dismantling those things. And it's called Fearfully and Wonderfully. Oh. And um Oh my I, gosh. Anyway, I'm I just needed to tell you that because um it's coming and I just feel like me. it needs to be connected to you guys. You get it to me. It's and so I'll... it's so rooted in this journey that you inspired from my own heart. So thank you. And you make me brave. You made you you without your voice, without how the Lord used you. I don't think I honestly don't think I would have made it. I I don't. It was a it, it's it was a voice that I needed an anthem that I needed to keep going in the most terrible, darkest days. So I'm grateful to can return some sort of favor towards you. <laughs> um, the fast, the fire, fire ball questions or whatever you call it. Ready? Coffee, tea, or kombucha. What do you drink yes. for? 
coffee. <laughs> this is actually tea. So I drink all of it, but um, oh. coffee and tea are like tied. I love tea. I have a crazy collection of tea, but I'm also I kind of a coffee snob. Here people get into tea. I'm not a coffee girl, but tea I can get into. It seems yeah. like it'd be something fun to like have the packages and figure out what you want. And <laughs> I just got to have time. Okay. And favorite way to move your body. Oh, now I was going to say. Favorite yeah. way to move your body? Um, hiking. Hiking. Outside. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. We should, well, you'd have to train for it, but you should come across the Grand Canyon with me sometime. Oh my gosh. I would totally train for <laughs> you that. You and Ryan are oh. welcomed anytime. Huh. Oh, um, I was going to say, we have to get you on Revwell TV because those little videos that I do on Instagram, they're getting yeah. harder for me to do because Instagram pulls it. Oh. They won't let any, they're just really being like not nice when it comes to music. So that's why I haven't been posting as many. So you have to, I'm going, we're going to end this and I'm going to screen share, <laughs> get you revel. You can just put it on your phone. Hey, Owen. And oh my gosh, you'll be the workouts there. I mean, what you see on Instagram is just a little taste of the yeah. massive goodness there. Uh, okay. And then your um, like go to active wear that you'll work out in brand. Oh, a brand or where you go get them, where you shop at anywhere. Um, I actually really love the gap. Yeah. Brand, whatever that is. I really, you know, I gap like is actually athlete athleta. It's the same athleta. thing. Yeah. I really yeah. like that. It's a good brand. All the athletic people just applauded. All right. <laughs> Tip from the minimalist. This from the middle. It's funny, yeah. Nina, because at the end of every um, podcast, we usually send like a thank you gift to people that you're on. Now I'm going, well, we can't send her a lot of stuff because <laughs> she'll have to throw it out. So <laughs> I don't want to clutter your life. I'm a like, really good organizer. And I've, and I've learned how to prioritize what's really like, you know, what I'm okay. going to keep and what I'm going to get rid of. So. I have some ideas of what we'll send you <laughs> and so that you actually will enjoy it. Okay. All right, you guys, Nina, thank you. We'll have you back soon. We love you. Oh, we bless you.